Welcome to episode 170 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian the Sauce Sharply. Hello. And Matt Cassell. Hello, McSauce Casters. It is Friday night, October 21st, and we are here at McSauce Studios North to talk about the famed Murder House in Ross Township, PA, and to talk a little creepy crawly action on the PlayStation VR. Are we talking video games tonight? Well, yes, we are. Against your better judgment, right, Paul? Right, but before we get into uh, my worst judgment, why don't we do housekeeping with Ian Sharpley? You can find all the McSauce goodness at McSauce.com. We have a webcomic there. We have a podcast there. We have comic book reviews there. So check us out on McSauce.com. You can also go to the Facebook page and check out any of our updates. Pretty easy to find. Just go to Facebook, type in McSauce, and you'll be whisked over to our Facebook page. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, and all the old school classic episodes at mixauspodcast.libsyn.com. So tonight was an interactive night for for the three of us in regards to what we're going to talk about. We made a personal trip to Pittsburgh's own murder house, uh, just like we did last year. Took a little video, drove around the uh, creepy crawly house. And then we, and then we came back to Matt's and we played PlayStation VR, where Ian lost his mind. <laughs> uh, that's only because I played the scary games while you got to play Batman. You got to be the Cape Crusader, where I was just some, uh, you know, poor unfortunate soul a few different times. You were Ian Sharpley, and then you were a white guy. <laughs> See, it didn't look in in the VR. It looked like my arm. It really did, like. I felt like it was my my shade of mocha goodness. <laughs> so uh, maybe that's just how I projected it. And a fine shade it is. Ah, thank you. Matt, we went out to the murder, murder house tonight. So can you give the listeners a little background? Yeah. So, uh, well, first of all, this is uh, the second annual trip to the murder house. We did this last year. Uh, it was one of our most popular episodes that you can go back and listen to on uh what is it itunes stitcher podomatic or that episode probably is it's in on, archives it's on Libsyn. yeah mcsauce podcast um on libsyn so um we we affectionately named this house the murder house and the reason for that is because it it truly is a house of horrors it uh it used to be kind of a an attraction for its Christmas display. It used to have the um, one of the most amazing Christmas displays you've ever seen for just a residential house. <clears throat> um, and the way that the house is situated, it's up on kind of a dead end street that that literally circles the property. So the property is kind of like an island on this street with all the neighbors kind of around the island. Um, and then the guy's house, you know, sits in the middle of the property. So um, I guess at one point his neighbors complained. It was a little too bright. And he lost his mind. Um, the owner of this house, his name is Bill Ansel. Um, you can look him up. He is on YouTube. His house is featured on YouTube. They did a 2020 story. Um, but he lost his mind. He 
mutilated his Christmas display. He littered the side of his house with signs talking about how horrible his neighbors are and and accuses them of being thieves and and what other deplorable things are his neighbors didn't one sign just say that they're ugly or something like that? oh <laughs> uglier than a puppy puppy assholes, assholes. Yeah. yeah yeah so i mean puppy the, assholes are kind of cute i have to give it to him he kind of has a sense of humor um <laughs> He's descriptive. <laughs> yeah, he and he is descriptive. My assumption is he is a um, journalist of some kind. No, actually, you know what he is? This is going to make perfect sense. He is an electrician. He even, he ran out of room on his property to litter with garbage, like cr- Christmas display garbage. And when I say he mutilated his stuff, like he took you know, plastic choir boys and, and chopped their heads off. And he took <laughs> a, a Santa Claus and put him up on a, on a stump or something and has a yellow rope light coming out of his dick. So it looks like he's peeing all over the place. It's just unbelievable. I guess the word we're looking for is creative. <laughs> he, this is year round. This is year round. This isn't just maybe a, it's a Halloween attraction to us. us. Right. But the neighbors in Ross Township have to deal with this guy all year. Every long. night, every night. Um, there it's going to be worse through the winter months when it's dark earlier. Yeah, because right. Because then, you know, like all those crazy lights just stand out all the more. He because he has floodlights too. Like that's the biggest thing is that he his property is illuminated exactly. with multiple large scale floodlights as if it was a football field. Yeah. Yeah, that's the worst offense because that one is aimed directly at his neighbors. And, you know, they complained when he had twinkling lights, but now he has the bat signal shining in his neighbor's windows uh, 365 days out of the year. It's it's unbelievable. Like, I, I can only imagine what his electric bill is, but he doesn't care. His purpose on this planet he finally found it like into his fifties. He's like, I know why God put me here and it is to torment my neighbors. Now this house, I I told Paul and Ian about it last year. They almost couldn't believe it. So we drove around it and the reaction was like, Oh my God, I can't believe that exists. You know, it's, it's creepy. It's legitimately creepy because of the lengths that this guy has gone to. Like it makes you, come up with other stories in your head like okay this is the outside of his house what the fuck does the inside of that house look like who is in the inside of that house like not voluntarily of course we're talking like in the basement like chained to the wall that kind of thing i feel like his lawn is the like what what his mind must look like just the the crazy pouring out of his madness and sickness is just displayed all over his lawn. It's unbelievable. And I really appreciate, because we went back again this year, I appreciate the fact that there are new attractions this year. Uh, We went back and all new signage, um, you know, puppy assholes was new, Mm -hmm. accusing neighbors of being thieves is new. I remember last year he had like a for sale sign on his house, like $650,000 or some insane number. 
Um, you know, I've, I've seen the, the blank now it wasn't there this time and it wasn't there last year when we went, but when I took a special one off solitary mission myself to the murder house, there was the blinking lights across the front of his house or technically I guess that's the side of his house. It said, fuck Ross township. Like the, the balls on this guy is just like, they're, they're made of solid brass. It's probably solid bra- brass is a, a soft steel. Actually, let's say solid balls of steel. It's probably a good thing that this is how he's decided to exercise his demons, using this as his purge. Yeah, but so that he's he's not actually murdering those but neighbors. Is he not? I mean, maybe not those neighbors, but I feel like he's got that. This can't be it. Like, if you go this far, what else are you capable of? Uh, I have to think a lot. Well, yeah, it's yeah because you feel like you know, yeah, you do it for a year, you do it for a, a holiday season, maybe a year, <laughs> and then Christmas. you're fucking done. Yeah, you know, like yeah, here's here you go. Now I'm done. But like, I mean, the dedication to the constant electric bills, right? And the new he has attractions. He has every year, the, effectively the right. He's effectively ruined the lives of his neighbors they cannot escape they cannot sell their house because nobody what the for sale sign on his own house is <clears throat> it's a big fuck you to his neighbors because it's like yeah you want to move well then come by my house make me move right so that you can now move right um it, it's just unbelievable you wonder when is somebody one of the neighbors or him gonna hit that tipping point and when i mean he literally has it on his on his um, signage, like the you know something about people trespassing. If you do, there will be bloodshed, and it will be Ross Township's fault. Well, at some point, yeah, there probably will be bloodshed. I don't know if like one of the neighbors is just going to burn his house down and say, "Oops, it was an electrical fire," <laughs> or if you know he's going to literally come through, follow through on his no trespassing signs that are littered all over the property camera. Uh, this is protected by security, uh, cameras, uh, trespassers will be shot in the head. So leave it to the McSauce crew to show up. We were going to walk around the house tonight, but thank God it was raining because I don't think my heart could have taken actually walking around it. But we did a much slower drive by this year. I wasn't quite as scared this year. Um, I don't know. I, I suggested maybe it was scarier last year because by the time we recorded last year, that was our fourth drive-by because of... We were testing his patience. Yeah, because of various camera mishaps. I'm sorry. On the fourth try, we finally got it right. And and I'm pretty sure I drove 60 miles an hour around his house last year. I feel like he <coughs> was aware that there was something happening outside of his house by the the last time that yeah. we drove out. I, yeah. The whole time, I kept thinking that somebody was going to just open the door on the side by, you know... My my door. And you mean just climb tonight? Right in. You mean tonight? <laughs> uh, not tonight. The last time. Tonight oh, yeah. we were. Tonight we were cruising. We were taking some video. Didn't feel. I felt like he was. He was bundled up in his house. Yeah, there was something less creepy this mm-hmm. year. I don't know. And you know what? 
I got to be honest with you. This whole Halloween season has felt a little less creepy. I feel like our episodes don't have the typical scare factor. I don't know if I'm just becoming desensitized in my old age, but uh, I certainly know, Sharply, you can still... um, have your your nerves on end i'm easily frightened i guess it would say <laughs> or um yeah man um when i i get scared um i i i let everybody know i have a pretty you make noise distinct scream and um yeah i i don't hold i don't hold my emotions in so um so murder house we've been talking about it we've been looking forward to it all year you know it's it's the dog days of summer, and we're still talking about the murder house. Can't wait for the trip back. We're going to go next year, mm-hmm. of course. Um, we probably will walk around it next year. We didn't this year because of the rain, supposedly. Um, I think we would have walked around it. I do. I, I think. I think so, too. I think uh, we probably would have kept a wide berth on the other side of the street. That way we're not on his property. It, right. it would oh, yeah. been a brisk walk. Yeah, we would have walked around it faster than we drove around it. Um, but uh, any final thoughts on the murder house this year, Paul? It's still it's still really creepy. Yeah, like, I mean the lengths lengths that this guy will go to, whether it's to just piss off his neighbors or Ross Township. Right. It's extreme in the, the headless choir boy choir. Like when you pull around the back side of the house, and it, it's it's the it's the lack of decorations on the far side of the house right. that's really eerie to me, because I'm like, well, and I guess because there's no there's no neighbor across the street mm-hmm. there, so he doesn't need to blast any lights in these neighbors' windows. But you can you make it through you make it around three quarters of the house, and it's just decorations and floodlights. And just all this nonsense. And then around the back, it gets really creepy because then it just stops. And there's like a solitary floodlight. Yeah. Well, that, if I recall, that was new. Like that wasn't there last year. I felt like that side of the house was just vacant of light. You know, all you had were some highlights on the ground from, you know, the other sides of the uh, house. But that one floodlight on the, on the, Technically, I think that's the front of the house, technically speaking. Uh, it feels like the back of the house, just the way that the lighting is set up and where the neighbors are positioned. But technically speaking, I think that's his front door on that side. And that's the final. And also the fact that that's the last thing we see as we wrap ourselves around the um, the house. Um, yeah, that side is kind of creepy because it's like there's a darkness to it that, that almost invites more like possibilities in terms of like what could be going on in that house. And while we're talking about that right now, I'm imagining us walking around and getting to the dark side of the murder house and it's scaring me. I don't yeah. like it at all. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just turn around and walk back around the light side of the house and get shot. Cause if site. any of those plastic Santas or headless choir boys are going to come to life and come get us, at least we'll see them. Right. Uh, Ian, were you uh, were you satisfied with the murder house excursion this year? Yeah, it was fun. I'm I'm looking forward to next year whenever we do the walk, um, and you know do do. It'll probably take what What do you think? How long do you think it will take us to physically walk? 
up that hill because it's up a hill too. Yeah, it is. It is a fairly steep hill. Like even in first gear in my car, mm-hmm. and we're trying to go slow, mind you. But like, I had to kind of like play with the clutch a little bit so that way we wouldn't stall out. Like, like last year. Same thing last year. You know, it's 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 a balancing act, as you know. You dr- you drive. You've driven a stick shift, you know. Absolutely not, but I do know about them. <laughs> okay. Paul doesn't drive one, I'm pretty sure. Or can't drive one. No way. Why would I do that extra work? I don't know. It's I, I like it. I've, I've always liked it. Yeah. I feel like it gives you a little more control over the car. I'm excited for those Google cars that are auto-driving. I can't wait for that shit to be... Well, the Uber cars are have automated driving i was stuck mm-hmm. behind one really have you you've seen one out in the field yeah well yeah. the pittsburgh as you know is the first city to I have them they're they're uh what would it be base of operations is that boo they're boo like that's very uh halloween Ooh. um their their base of operations is in uh bloomfield um which when we went and visited Paul for his concert at the Bloomfield Tavern, Tavern. Bloomfield Bridge Tavern. Nice performance, by the way, Paul. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> Paul sang and and played guitar and did a little dancing. Um, but no as I was standing outside uh, chatting before I got into my car, I saw like three or four of those go by. But I was stuck behind one um, recently. And, um, and it was like trying to maneuver kind of around a, a bus in a parking lot. And it just, I was like, just go, just go. But I was like, oh, of course it's got like all these gadgets and shit on top of it and cameras everywhere around it. It's, it looks like, I feel like, you know, in 20 or 30 years, we're going to look back on these, like as the biggest clunkiest. Like how we look back on cell phones from like the 80s. Or even cell phones from 2003 <clears throat> look like yeah. big giant pieces of crap now. I'm sure they're going to smooth everything out and those self-driving cars will be a wonderful thing. We'll be like the Jetsons around <clears throat> here. Right. So, um, but yeah, I saw one. And um, so how long, the, to answer your question though, how long will it take to walk around the house? Yeah. Ten, ten minutes. No, it won't take 10 minutes. Don't be ridiculous. It'll take four minutes. Four minutes. I tops. Feel like, I feel like we're closer on the 10-minute side. Do you really? Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel... Yeah, that's dude, a steep-ass hill, dude. You can run a mile in like six or seven minutes. Yeah, but... I'm. Well, you know what? And we probably will eventually be running whenever he comes out and shoes us off of his property. Shoe, <laughs> shoe. Shoe with a shotgun. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, um, um, this year, it was it was fun as always. It's like when you go to, uh, you know, more Pittsburghies kind of thing, Heartwood Acres, and you drive around for Christmas and you take a look at the lights and, you, oh, look at how nice the lights are. These are our lights. These are the McSauce holiday lights. lights. Yeah. Our holiday excursion. Which are repurposed Christmas lights. Right. For Re- death. Purpose for horror. <laughs> <laughs> Repurposed for death. When I was thinking about, you were talking about the bat signal, I was thinking, his bat signal is that Santa Claus pissing. <laughs> <laughs> so after after our trip to the murder house, uh, Matt 
showed us his fancy PlayStation VR. And uh, Matt's played... Matt, how many games have you played in that? You played... Well, I played a lot of the demos. It came with a demo disc, so I played a lot of the demos. You, you didn't play Rush of Blood. I haven't played any actual games. I bought three, um, but I only played one of the three actual games. The rest was all demos. Which did you play? I played this game called Thumper. I didn't show you that yet, which is pretty cool. What is Thumper? Thumper's a game where you're, <laughs> you're like this kind of metallic-looking beetle on a track think like a hot wheels track and uh you know it's it's traveling really fast you're behind the beetle and it's kind of a rhythm game <clears throat> and on along the track it has these like crazy flowing graphics that kind of like it almost looks like a like what hell might look like if tim burton was making it try to picture that as you're this beetle that's like flying down this track at like supersonic speed and it's got this very kind of like warlike drum beat to it and you have to hit the button as you come up on these like glowing pieces on the track and it turns into a bit of a rhythm game but like i typically don't like rhythm games but i played this demo and i kind of liked it because Normally with rhythm games, I hate the music that mm -hmm. accompany them. Well, this is like, this isn't really even music. It's just kind of a beat that you press the buttons to. And it's got kind of this crazy, I don't know, like, I'm telling you, it feels like some kind of hellish atmosphere. It's not scary like what we forced Ian to play, but... <clears throat> or tricked Ian into playing. Yeah, well, like we tricked Ian into playing, but it's it's still got a vibe. I'll I'll show it to you guys after the after the recording. But um, but that's the one that I played the main game. But the other two games that I bought but just haven't had an opportunity to play yet um, are Batman VR, which is a really cool experience, and then um, Rush of Blood. Um, so. Rush of Blood is a game where you're like on a fake um, roller coaster track. You're in like a roller coaster car and you go kind of through this fun house, but it's kind of a fun house of horrors. And you have targets to shoot that eventually become killer clowns that rush at you. And meanwhile, horrifying demons. Right. And, like and, and you're constantly moving along this cart. There's slower moments. Sometimes the cart stops. Sometimes it goes down hills, which with VR is very immersive and it feels like you really are on it almost. Yeah. But um, the first thing that we did was we fired it up, the VR. We had Ian sitting there. And yes, Mixos, we do have video. It'll be up on our YouTube page. About and two minutes into uh, putting on the headset and figuring out what this game was and that it was a horror game. And just judging from my first couple reactions, and I, I couldn't tell, as Matt said, it's very immersive. I couldn't tell what Matt or Paul were doing in the room. I was in this zone, but I could tell by the way that I was reacting that I was probably being filmed because my reactions are a bit over the top, <laughs> if you will. They've been known to be, yeah. I really regret the one that really scared Ian. We unfortunately <laughs> didn't record. Sons of bitches. Um, but I promise you, McSauce Nation, there was lots of screaming, lots of screaming, lots of just just Ian being horrified. <laughs> I've 
I've <laughs> never seen a human being so scared in my life, but we'll get to that. But um, Ian, why don't you why don't you tell them a little bit more about Rush of Blood? Sure. Um, another Pittsburgh reference uh, for any of you who who have been to Ghostwood. It's a uh, um, ride where you have uh, these two. You have uh, light guns. It's a light gun ride. And you Ghostwood go- Estates at Kennywood Park. Yes, and you sit in a cart with a few other people. It takes you on this track, and you shoot targets. And this was very reminiscent of that. Um, you, I, as soon as you put the headset on and you you start calibrating everything your your hands that are holding the controllers turn into two hands that are holding guns and very quickly you start recognizing those hands as your hands and it it it's connect you're just all connected it seems like a real event that's taking place um i i was as as it's going on the track and the little roller coaster effect I was getting nauseous because of the speed and the ups and downs. I was feeling, but you were just sitting there. You was, were just sitting, just sitting on the sitting couch. There as the tension in the horror kind of started ramping up, and my uh, heartbeat started to quicken. I started to sweat because I was I was frightened. The, it was really right. really scary. Well, the game starts out. You're just shooting little targets. No right. big deal. But then the targets become clowns, and they start running at you. They're right? Clowns. Um, there are you know. People wearing Jason masks with uh, axes that they're wielding. You have headphones in as well as this VR headset that blocks out the entire room and you can only see the screen in front of you. And the headset also is really, really connects you to the experience. You hear crying babies in the background and it's a 3D experience. So I'm, I'm looking behind me to try to see what's coming up behind me and I'm as as the ride would stop i'm trying i'm panicking because you know maybe my the lights on my guns aren't working and i'm trying to get them to start even though it's a function of the game they're not going to let my lights turn back on right so ian before you played playstation vr did you have any like preconceived thoughts like were you did you think maybe it was going to be kind of lame did you expect it to be as cool as it was I thought that it would be cool, but I didn't think that it would be as cool as it was. I had no idea that I would physically feel the way that it made me feel. That not just scared or frightened or shocked, but motion sick from ups and downs and twists and turns. Actually feel like I was moving quickly towards something. I'm. It was. It's hard to explain that you're there. I mean, it's it's 100%. I I felt like I was on this ride that everything else was blocked out. I couldn't really hear what you guys were doing. I couldn't I couldn't tell. I felt like I was in this dark haunted amusement park. I mean, yeah. it, it transports you there and and like we were talking about before, I mean, I can I can only imagine a generation of kids just getting totally addicted to this because it's it's cool it's really a neat not even neat it could be like a life altering thing what was was the thing you thought about as soon as you started playing it like what were the possibilities porno there you go that's how all technology evolves is with porno well you know because as soon as as soon as like all the vr stuff like got to this to this level where it's legit you know that's 
of course where people are going to go with it. I mean, this is not my idea. But I'm like, okay, how, you know, how great is that really going to be? Right. And yeah, it can only take you so far, but like being in that world tonight, like it's really fucking weird. Now, Paul, you didn't have to go through any of the horror torture that I was placed through. You got to, <laughs> you got to have a little fun jaunt to Gotham City and play as the Cape Crusader in the Arkham game, right? Well, I got to stand around as the as the Cape Crusader. Because <laughs> it really doesn't do a whole lot of damn squat in that goddamn video game. At least up, at least up till the part I got frustrated with because I couldn't figure out what to do next. Uh, I guess. Tim Drake and Dick Grayson go missing and Batman has to figure out where they're at. And, uh, so yeah, like the VR experience is like, it's really submersive. Yeah. Paul, can I ask like, so you watched Ian play it. What we were able to see what Ian was seeing for the most part on the TV while Ian was playing it and was immersed in it. We, you watched that. Mm -hmm. Did you, when you finally put the headset on, were you like, oh, wow, this is way different than I thought it would be based on watching Ian? Yeah, because you don't, there's no, there's no loss of peripheral vision when you have the VR headset on. It's not like if you move your eyes far to the left or right, you see the edge of the screen. Right. If you move your eyes as far as you can to the right, and then your head... And then you turn all the way around. You see the entire the entire world that you're in, the entire right. room that you're in, the entire Batcave, the entire haunted amusement park. Like it, you see everything. It's there's no. And if you have the if you have the goggles, you know, tight enough to your face where it blocks everything out. Like there's no there's no view where you're out of this world that you've been placed in. Mm -hmm. And visually, it's. And it's incredibly submersive. Like I could still hear, you know, you guys out here, and you know, I could feel like the table in front of me and everything. But you know, visually and with the audio to a point, I mean, you're you're really in there. What kind of took me out of it a little bit, which was different from Ian's, was the two games that you played. Your hands were like you got hands and forearms. So like your hands and forearms to you. The ones in the game were yours, but in the Batman game, oh, you get her, oh, you get her hands, like you get just floating hands and floating yeah. gloves. Yeah, like you don't get the full, the full. I wonder forms. why they did that. Why they didn't have arms attached to hands? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that really made it for me in the first game, um, and even more so in the second game, where I, um, which we'll get to. But in the first game, um, yeah, my forearms. I mean, it was it was really an extension of me. And I, it, it felt like my body, like there was no disconnect. Yeah, and it sounds like it sounds like something stupid, but it's those little details like that that take you just a little bit further in that experience. And yeah, being able to like the the craziest thing for me was uh, standing from nine year old Bruce's point of view when oh uh, yeah Thomas that was and Martha cool Wayne get killed. And, like, you know, you guys are watching it on the screen, and, you know, we've seen them get killed, like, on a screen forever. But seeing 
Martha Wayne get shot and fall down on the ground to my right. Like I look down to my right and there's a body laying there. And it's a scale size body. It's like a full size woman yeah. laying dead on the ground. And it's yeah. the same with Thomas on the other side and then, you know, Joe Chill. Who, I've, who says something to Bruce before he runs off? You know, something like don't you weren't be a even hero or something you weren't like even that. listening to him. Probably like the way it would have been in real life, right? And that and that's exactly what it was. And that was it was kind of startling to me because Martha goes down, and I'm I'm marveling at this is so weird. Like, yeah, I remember he commented like at that moment. Right there, it's like a, you know, someone got killed like right beside you. And then, like, I'm just like, well, this is what Martha looks like. Well, what does Thomas look like? Oh, there's another body over here. And then by the time, like, I look back up, like, straight ahead, Joe chills in my face, like, saying something to Bruce. And I was kind of, like, startled, like, oh, you're, you're right on my shit. <laughs> because they're <laughs> life-sized. Like, they're huge. Like, they're, like, real-sized people. Right. And even watching Nightwing get his neck broken... <laughs> Later we on, to, we had to watch a recreation of Nightwing get his neck snapped and him murdered three or four times from a bunch of different angles. It was very traumatic. It it hurt my feelings to watch that happen so many times. Yeah, it was kind of traumatic. Um, why? I don't know why Nightwing had to die. You don't usually see him biting it in uh, the comic books. I feel like we didn't get through the tutorial to use Batman's body before Nightwing's neck was snapped. Right? But yeah. then there was that cool, like, reconstruction of the crime, and it showed the fight Nightwing must have had based on his injuries, and he put up this good fight, and, like, the the martial arts, these two, like, whoever he fought was a skilled fighter, and it was really cool to see how that must have gone down. I just wish it didn't end in Dick Grayson's death. Right. I, I could have just stood in the back cave the entire time. And well, just, you were and trying just around. to. The moment well, it's so fucking complicated. The moment there's no directions. Alfred's like, "Hey, Robin and Nightwing are missing. What are you gonna do about it?" It's a good thing that you had uh, <laughs> and there's all Matt this, and Ian to help you through the back. Well, yeah, cave. and there's all this shit like laid out in front of you. There's like vials of blood. You can take your own blood, which I did, even though the bat suit <laughs> supposed to be. Uh, impervious to that stuff like there's a joker card there's all this stuff yeah around the back cave but like none of not all of it pertains to what you're supposed to be doing but the the scenery like going from you know you unlock a piano unlock the keys to a piano you play the keys and then the piano moves back and the floor opens up and that takes you down to the back cave and you go through the f- you go through this tunnel and it feels like the floor moves and you're, you know, because it's 360, like I could spin around in a circle and watch the tube that the elevator is going down and from every angle that I want, like I can look at the corners of the floor plate that's taking me down, like I can look back up into the, into the piano room, like it's crazy and you feel like, you feel like you're moving and then when you get down to the back cave, like it's enormous and the graphics in this thing like it looks so good it looks so neat like it's it's this incredible 3d experience where you can look down and be like i'm not really sure if i want to move my feet (laughs) because i might fucking fall in whatever river is going under wayne manor it's 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 nuts like it's really really fucking neat 
Yeah, if there was one word that I would use to describe VR, it's immersive. There's no experience like it. There really isn't. Like, you know, back in the, I guess it would have been the early 90s, they were sort of dabbling with VR, you know, with like movies like Lawnmower Man. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And like, I remember we went on vacation to the beach, my family and I. Um, maybe in New Jersey or something. And on the boardwalk, there was like this area where you could try VR. And, you know, it wasn't all that dissimilar from this, but it was really clunky, obviously really, really rough, rude, and crude graphics, you know, like that just had no texture to them and real blocky. And it just, it really wasn't fun because the technology just wasn't there yet. Well, now the technology's there for them to pull off an immersive experience. And I mean, it, there's no way to describe it without trying it. You cannot do And we were talking about this. There's no way to give it justice without, by just talking about it, you just have to try it. And um, I think that it, it's such a, a new way of playing and, and a legitimately new and unique way that I really think this could take off. I think that this is the start of something that really will happen. There's um there's a point in in the Batman game where you're suiting up and you know you like reach out and touch the bat symbol on the suit and then you're wearing the suit and you can reach out and grab the grappling gun. Well, it's not even just touching the symbol because you did that a couple times and you twisted it and you flipped and I was like, "Well, we'll put it on." And you like took it with yeah. both hands and turned it and placed it on your body and that's what did it. Yeah, and, and you do that with the helmet. You, you have the cowl. You reach out, you grab it, and you bring it towards you, and then you're wearing it. And then the uh, like a screen shifts in front of you, and it's a mirror, and it's like you're looking at yourself as Batman. Like, oh yeah, that was cool. And you, I saw you moving your arms. Yeah, and, and like your your arms move and your head moves, and like the next step of that has to be like scan your face. So, because like I'm looking at it and I'm looking at, you know the, you know video game Bruce Wayne's, you know chin. Right. But like if I scan mine in, like that's even crazier. Or if that, or if it already did that and I didn't know it was going to, I probably would have screened more than Ian. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh, the best. I don't know if it's the best way I can describe it, but the VR experience is like, you can see pictures of. Um, you can see pictures of like beautiful places in the world, but you're not going to really experience them until you're there. Sure. Yeah. No, I you're think that's a really, really understand. That's a really good analogy. And yeah, until you do VR, because I was I've, I was skeptical. I'm like, well, reels is going to be. And now <laughs> I need to get my hands on some VR pornography. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, get this. This is legit. PlayStation, Sony, it's a Japanese company. Uh, and as Known you know, for tentacle porn. And as you know, Japan's got some weird shit in their country. So this probably will never make it to the United States, but there is currently a Japanese game for PlayStation VR where you get a girlfriend. And I don't think you do anything with her like physically, but it it's starting to create like that that intimacy with a computer really and like it's so 
the Why VR experience. Make that if you're not gonna. Well, it's baby it's steps. Just, baby steps. Just to get you hooked. Just a little taste. The baby. the the VR experience is so immersive. I really think people's emotions will become immersed as well as like their physical feelings. So like, yeah, this for for a new generation, this is just gonna be so crazy. <clears throat> Um, you know, there's, I think eventually at some point, you know, these headsets will be way more streamlined than they are. They'll be wireless, but for now, you know, there's wires everywhere. I don't, <coughs> Excuse I don't me. Wires everywhere. Yeah. I, I, didn't, well, I mean, when I looked at it, not having it on my head, I was like, oh, well, there's a couple wires and this connects into this. But I mean, once you're into the, the event, Really, what I, like what you I, lose all sight of like what you're hooked into or, or anything like that. Yeah, and what I and Ian, this is something that you didn't experience because the two things you played, you were sitting down, and the character that you're playing as is sitting down the whole time. But Batman is standing up in these environments. Batman never sits. Right? Why would he sit? He doesn't even sit to take a shit. Well, that's a, that's <laughs> what? A <messy> <laughs> <laughs> he just easily. projectiles it out. <laughs> like what I what I really wanted to do, and I don't like I don't know how uh, capable I would have been, but like I wanted to like I was between a couch and a coffee table, so my range of motion was about maybe five inches either way. But like I wanted to turn around in Wayne Manor and like walk over to the staircase or walk out into you know walk totally. out onto the balcony. I and think they like, probably get that. Well, there there are there's three mainstream VR units so that can, are on the so market. So you can't do that now. Like I was locked in. Not on PlayStation. At, but if we were playing this in a wide open room, yeah, I could not have walked anywhere. Not on the PlayStation VR. There are, there's two other VR units. Uh, one's called the Vive, and one is called. Um, I mean Oculus. Oculus Rift. Rift. Uh, those two use different technology. Like the PlayStation uses a camera that you put on your TV and it tracks like your controllers and, and your head. Whereas um, those two, I think you put up sensors in the corner of the room and you can actually move within the room. Um, so it's probably even more immersive. I think the PlayStation one is probably the most rudimentary, but at the same time, it's the most affordable. It's the most mainstream. It's the one that's going to, make VR take off. It's going to have the developers that exactly. are going to make the game so it'll, that'll bring everybody right. when to they the make table. When they make PlayStation 5, there will be PlayStation VR 2. That will be the one that you can walk around and shit. It, it's, it it's inevitable. It wasn't crystal clear at times. I feel like I could look out into the Batcave or look you know, across the Gotham. Yeah alleys and like some stuff was crystal clear but i feel like some of it was still blurry i don't know if that's if that was just my eyes that's a technical limitation of number one the screen on the vr unit itself um it's just gonna have to get better did you feel that too Ian? i did but i mean but you were still scared um the games that i played the emotion you guys were talking about the emotion and being emotionally hooked the only emotion that i felt tonight was fear fear <laughs> i would love to have the girlfriend game at this point because the games i played made me poop my pants well yeah and you know test you know that's a testament to you buddy because i was not gonna play those like the whole time 
the whole the whole time we were setting up uh, Batman Arkham Arkham VR Ar- uh, Arkham. Batman VR I don't Batman. know what it's the called. whole time we were setting that up I was just thinking Matt if you put some fucking horror game on this I will kill you so I'm glad I actually got into the Batman game <laughs> And that's cool because the next <laughs> thing that Matt did was put in a game for me to play, which was called The Kitchen. That sounds pretty harmless, right? Well, and it was called Kitchen. Kitchen, yeah. But, and it was just a taste of the upcoming Resident Evil VR game. Right. But I didn't know that. None of us, except for my good friend Matt, knew that. I didn't know that. I, Matt was like, this is called The Kitchen. And I was like, oh, Ian's going to use VR and his fake VR hands to do some Geefy Eddie shit. I think, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm going to cut Geefy Eddie. And, Who knows? And when you, when you start on the main menu uh, of Kitchen, you know, you can, you're, it's already in the kitchen and the kitchen's just dilapidated and, and just beat up kitchen. Beat Maybe up. this is. Property Brothers VR and well, and I mean and Ian's we need to up the kitchen. as Matt was scr- like he's scrolling through all the other demos right and kitchen sounds pretty harmless I mean I'm sitting in a kitchen right now I've been in kitchens I have a kitchen at my house nothing bad ever happens in the kitchen to me so I thought I was like oh cool something cool will happen here right so you get in you see the main menu screen you you immediately realize this is no ordinary kitchen and uh, and you go. Is this another scary game? And I'm like, no. But you didn't say anything like, oh, you're so full of shit. You just kind of went with it. I was like, did he believe what I just said? Because I, at that point, I was, you know, I'm looking around. I was just, I think I was in the kitchen. And I was looking around at this point. I was looking, I was looking. And I, you, I look over at my arm and my shoulder. I'm like, okay, well, there's my arm. And there's, like, my shoulder and my T-shirt and... In, in the game, it looked... I don't know how it looked to you guys, but it We looked, couldn't see it. Okay. Um, to me... We saw, like, mid-forearm down. Yeah. To me, it looked close to my tone of skin. And the shirt was a black shirt. So that... And, and so that's disturbing. Which is what you're wearing. Which is what I'm wearing. And it's a little disturbing. And I'm like, okay, well, well that's me, all right? And then I look down at my hands, which are bound together at this point. And I'm like, oh, well, this is probably bad. <laughs> and when we were playing the first two games, you had two revolvers, so you had the two different wands. Is that what yeah. they're called? Uh, the they're, they're called move controllers. That's mm-hmm. the official the, name. The move controllers. Or wands. And we can call playing, them wands if it makes you feel better. Playing as Batman, I had the two move controllers to you know move my hands separately. But you had one... The, the standard Regular controller, PlayStation yeah. controller yeah. for this. So... In a way, you were tied together because you couldn't... To play the, the game and to do things, you needed to use the controller. You couldn't let it go right. and be unbound. So in a way, you were still connected. And it open, the game opens with, I'm um, sitting in a chair, I have my hands bound, and in front of me is a uh, recorder, uh, a video recorder. A camcorder? On a camcorder. Old on, school style. On, on a tripod, and... It has uh, uh, graphic flashes up with my uh, controller flashing like an arrow forward, and I'm I'm pressing buttons. I'm trying to do, and you guys are like, no, go push forward, push forward, and and I'm I'm like, well, I'm pushing up, in my you know, I'm like I'm on the D-pad, I'm pushing up, and you're like, no, push forward. So I reach out and push forward and knock the camera over, and it falls down. And there's depth a- is a thing in these games too because there were certain parts of the back computer that were further away 
and you know you can pretty much grab everything within like a forearm's length of your person but there's stuff that was further out that I, I was leaning for and I would lean for it and think these fucking dummies are laughing because I'm clearly <laughs> leaning at nothing in the fucking room right now. <laughs> so I pushed out, I knocked the camera over, and because it was so close, when it fell over, I could see that there was a man laying on the ground. And I, and, and Did then, you notice him at first or no? I didn't notice him at first. Was he in the frame at first? Yeah, totally. Was, I, I couldn't see him at I first didn't, until the, I knocked it first over. First time I played it, I didn't notice him either, but then he starts moving like, oh, there's a person there. So I knocked that over and the it's guy to scale. He's yeah. and he's kind of he's a little further away and he's moving, he's getting up and he's waking up and I'm looking around and I'm looking at my my hands and they're bound and I'm like I can't do anything. The man walks over to me and he starts talking to me about how, you know, we need to get you out or uh, and he gets a knife and starts cutting, trying to cut uh my my hands free. I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be cool. I can't wait till I and like do stuff this is gonna be great can't wait till i can get my hands on a wand something and then i i could hear something in the background and i'm look as he's like sawing and, and the blade feels like it's coming up close to my eye so i'm sort of like dodging it <laughs> and looking around because i can hear something there's something going on and out from behind him is this crazed demon woman looking thing which I later learned that it's a Resident Evil like zombie person. Well, I don't know if she's a zombie. I just think she's a crazy woman. But she was scary. She was... It was... And she kind of creeps out from behind him and then starts fighting with... And I can't tell you exactly what happened. I can tell you what happened. Because <laughs> I was cringing and screaming and that's what happened and, and flailing around Ian's, but i couldn't ian's mind snapped that's what happened i couldn't at that moment i decided i no longer want ian at my side during the zombie apocalypse <laughs> and the man drops the knife on the ground right so she's wrestling with him or something and he drops a knife and I'm screaming and yelling, and I look down, and I keep trying, in the game, I keep trying to reach down on the ground and grab this knife. A, my video game hands are tied. B, in real life, there's a table in my way. <laughs> and I keep trying to go past the table with my hand to pick up the knife that I, that doesn't exist. Well, because in, in all these games, you figure you should be able to pick stuff up. In the Batman game, like, I could pick up almost anything that i wanted i didn't know what i was going to do with it once i had it but you know everything's everything's tangible like, you just couldn't I walk in, i was in front of an 82 key grand piano 81 key 81 key 82 key how many keys 80, are in the piano i should know that. i think it's 81 81 keys I'll, i don't know i'll, I'll defer to your so i like i could have hit any one of those keys on the piano. So the knife is between your feet. And even at that point, and Matt and I weren't saying anything. We were like, just let him. Tweak. Just let him, yeah. go. Just let him, you know, live live this on his own. But at that point, like, I'm like, well, grab the knife between your feet. I was trying. <laughs> you should be able to. But, like, yeah, I don't know if it, I guess you, you couldn't, like, the game wouldn't. That wasn't an option. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think in the game proper, you'd probably be able to make a move like that. Um, so the, you know, the woman covered in blood and gunk and... The ghoul? Fear. Drags a dude 
around the corner of the kitchen into the dining room, <laughs> the hallway or whatever, to crawl out toward you so bad. Yeah, I would have. I wanted her to just. Creep it was almost out. as bad. Cause I would have lost my mind. That would have been scary. What happened to oh me? Oh my god! Was very I wanted scary. that so bad. But it that would have been the worst. If she would have just crawled at me and there was nothing I could have done, I probably I seriously wanted to take the headset off. It was scaring me that badly. I was going to do it. I was going to take it off because I was frightened. She pulls the the gentleman into the dining room. Eventually, his head comes rolling out around the corner. I'm still sitting in my chair. I can't do anything. And then hands come out by my eyes and her head pops But you hear down. her. You hear her moving all over and you're looking everywhere for her. And, and, and you like, could... And, and from Ian's point of view, he's in... He's in this room. Right. You know, he's looking all around. There's no off-screen periphery. Like, everywhere he looks, he's seeing a different part of this room. But for Matt and I, like, we're only getting what's on the TV. But it was still intense. Yeah. Because at, at that point, like, that's that's the build. And there's a point in, in Rush of Blood where your roller coaster car stops. Like, you're, you're going really slow down this track. And these sound effects are building up and they're building up and they're building up and it's clearly it's clearly magnifying the intensity of the scene and then all of a sudden like the car stops and all the lights go out and you're like what the fuck and like i could feel your fear <laughs> at that but, moment because like like matt and i are standing here but the that, the you. funnier it got the more scared ian would get yeah, but like it, it was just and our, when it happened, I was thinking, man, what a fucking great move by the game designers, just having you in like total sensory deprivation at that point. Like after having to see these murderers come at you, going through this creepy carnival, and now all of a sudden you're fucked. The car's stuck. You're in complete darkness. And the and things it was that like, you can rely on, which are the lights on your guns, you can reload, you can shoot. At that point, I was unable to do any of those things. So on the couch, I'm sitting there flailing around trying to activate the things that I know how to activate and they aren't working and it's building my sense of panic and fear. Yeah, and in, and in kitchen, the head comes rolling out and then it's like, then nothing for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's that build of suspense. That I, I think what also makes it immersive, aside from the fact that everything is like right in your face, when it's on TV... You can look away. If you go to a scary movie, you can look away. Unless you take that headset off, or I guess close your eyes. Like, there's no looking away. I mean, it's it. you're there, and you have to deal with it. I see, when that, when the woman appeared from behind the guy, I seriously was about to take them off, because it was frightening. You essentially... Got, went into a fetal position at that point. I'm not even joking. Well, like, because, I mean, well, you knew, but Ian and I didn't know what, what to expect from this. Right. Like, whenever it starts, you're in a dilapidated kitchen. There's a camcorder set up. Your hands are tied. There's some guy in the corner. I'm like, oh, well, this is some, like, mob game. Mob thing. And I was yeah, like, yeah, like, that's cool. Somebody's going to come out and torture you. Yeah, or something. I'll get my, my legs broken. And then, that's like, fine. dead ghoul lady. Shows up, and I'm glad I was. I'm glad I was. I was petting the cat at the time because I wasn't watching the screen, because like I probably also would have had an audible gasp. It 
Yeah. I, mean, I won't fucking play that shit with the headset. Well, no goddamn way. That was like that scary. When the woman showed up, it's similar to the sequence in um, the Arkham game where Bruce's mom and dad get killed and you're standing behind uh, Martha Wayne and you can peek around her to see Joe Chill. Same thing. I don't know if Ian was actually doing it at the time, yeah, but when that guy probably saw me, saw me do that. Yeah, yeah. Because in the in the headset, like I mean, your the perspective is there. Like you know, it'll happen when you're watching TV. You'll try to like look down into the screen, like to see what else is happening. But in the headset, you can do that. So I can lean to my left and look around. Martha and see Joe Chill and right. Thomas. So the way that it's set up in the kitchen game, when that dude's trying to cut your bindings, uh, if you're not really paying attention, um, that woman kind of sneaks up behind him. But if oh, you peek that around, that would have fucking been the end. But if I would have seen, because I was freaking out at that point, if I would have seen her sneaking up behind him. That right, that but it, been if, it. You, if you had been just a little bit like tilted, you would have seen her come up. Well, how fucking great would it have been if you would if you would have seen that from the beginning and would have just been like, buddy, 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 come on, come on, come on, stop, get me, get me out, <laughs> and that and like the the like the talking to the game is something that I thought of whenever whenever I was in it because I'm like, oh my god, these nerds are gonna be Batman. Because you're in the Batcave and you have, like, the the mirror comes around and you're in the suit and you are in that world. And Alfred comes out and Alfred's talking to you and there's times where, like, there's enough, the way they work the dialogue, there's time when you can talk back to Alfred. And, like, a couple times, I would, a couple times, like, I, I, I didn't know what to do, like, the... There's no real direction for what you need to do with the stuff on the back computer or, or like how you need to work things to figure out the puzzle to advance the game. And like, you know, jokingly in the game, like I'd be like, Alfred, tell me what the fuck am I supposed to do here? But yeah, like it's same with like, you know, the porno and or, or the girlfriend game. I'm sure like nerds are gonna be in this game alone by themselves. Talking to Alfred like they're Batman. Right. Two point version of that game will have Alfred equipped with AI that he can talk back to you like Siri. Sandwich Master Dork. <laughs> Is Alfred going to uh, just tell you that you know he did a search on the internet for the answer and blah blah oh, blah? Hopefully he'll be. Uh, He'll be more well-equipped than Siri is. So, um, we don't normally do this for um, video games, because we never really talk video games here, but why don't we Why don't we give PlayStation VR a quick rating? Because it wouldn't be McSauce if we didn't throw a, some kind of 10-point scale onto it. Uh, Paul, why don't you give it a, a rating? Uh, eight? Well, that's pretty positive. This is a video game, you know, Paul. I, I only, well, I mean, I'm willing to give it a nine for the experience. Um, I feel like the Rush of Blood game is more my style of game. You know, like, I don't want to, like, if I'm going to sit down and play a video game, like, I, 
the only video games I've played in the, like the last 10 years have been the hockey games. Right. You know, I don't want to sit down and figure out a fucking puzzle game, which is what the Batman game is. Kind of, yeah. Like, you know, take me out, let me beat up some dudes, mm-hmm. score some goals, go on. So I feel like the Rush of Blood, besides from all the scares, it's a shoot 'em up game, which is, you know, would, would be more my speed, except right. it looked terrifying. Yeah, it was. It's scary. I like that I'm the McSauce guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I wasn't gonna do it. So, Ian, what what do you want to give it? Man, for the experience, I gotta give it uh, because I I had such a large reaction. I gotta give it a ten out of ten for the experience wow. factor. I think that there are some some places where you know maybe it does need to be a little more clear. Um, I think that. Uh, Paul did seem to be real hamstrung with not being able to walk around as Batman. He's right. standing. He seems know, like there's some limitations. Yeah, but I mean, you know, for um, you know, for the actual. But the Russia Blood game it works great because right. the the you know the story of the game is you're in this train car. Yeah, same as yeah. So I mean, the motion that you're feeling, you're not supposed to be walking. Right, and that, <clears throat> same that, with that kitchen. You're, yeah. Tied to a chair. Yeah, you're just there to be murdered. So, yeah. Right. I mean, you can sit. And I wonder murdered. how good Resident Evil Seven is going to be once you get up out of the Are chair. Are you going to buy Resident Evil Seven? Only if you promise you'll come over and play it. <laughs> oh, in a in a, a knock against the Batman game, you get to go to the back garage, and you get to pick either the Batmobile or the Batwing. Yeah. And you know you get to use these giant levers to move them around in their cradle you like you can look at every part of it spin it around and eventually you expect it like once you realize what you're supposed to do you're supposed to activate the tracker in nightwing's costume and then use one of the vehicles to go to where nightwings where nightwing is we're like, and once we figured that out, all of us were like, fuck yeah, we're going to get to fly the Batwing. Right. This is going to be great. But you activate it, and then you just get dumped where Nightwing is. You, hear you don't a- actually get to fly it. Right. Now, I think the difference is, because you picked the Batwing, you ended up like on a rooftop or whatever. If you had picked the Batmobile, you probably would have started on the ground. That was pretty lame that was really disappointing actually because we were sitting there cheering like oh this is gonna be so awesome you fly around and it really and it, was took, just it took like, us a while to figure out how to yeah how to get to it and then yeah, when yeah. we finally do you don't really get to do it right yeah. and I, I i'm sure that's just you know a size limitation you know like having to fucking design like from wayne manor to Gotham City, yeah, to be able to fly through that entire env- entire environment. I'm sure they'll get there. I mean, this is yeah. just, this yeah. is the you know, beginning stages of a new technology, which is pretty good so far. Yeah, Matt, do you have the, a quick Halloween grievance to take us out on? Uh, I do. Well, kind of. It's it's sort of Halloween related. Um, it, so uh, it's it's another retail thing, but very quickly, I I would like to uh, say that I probably would give it a ten out of ten also for an experience. Um, I do think there are limitations that they have to kind of implement in games because the technology is kind of limited, uh, particularly with like movement and stuff like that. But there's certain games that I think work well. Some demos that I tried, like flying things that 
that did work. Uh, the there's a Star Wars VR game coming out soon um, where you get into an X-wing and you fly on a mission, and it's supposed to be really cool. Uh, it's not out yet, but um, stuff like that I think is just like it, it, to me it fundamentally changes the way you can play a video yeah, game. Yeah, we watched the trailers for that. Yeah. And now that now that I've been in it. Yeah. Those trailers are a lot more exciting because your your point of views from inside an X-wing. Yeah. And you're looking like uh, your your head's turning, you're looking out the sides of the the cockpit up out the top window of the cockpit. And now that I that I've been there and I know that if I turn all the way around, like I'm going to see an asteroid sitting in the back of my fucking ship. It's like, holy shit. Like how fucking neat. Yeah, it is. It, that's going to be really cool. I mean, the possibilities of this technology for games, for, for everything, are it's pretty limitless. Yeah, they, I'm, I'm excited for it. There are, on that demo disc, even a couple very short videos um you know just little movies that people made uh that are pretty awesome you know 360 degree you know visuals um and the 3d of it is so cool we didn't even talk about that <clears throat> like 3d you put glasses on you look at the screen it's not really immersive it's it's kind of gimmicky but like the 3d in this feels very legitimate like well it's the being able to turn your head yeah, yeah. 3D what, in a movie, you have to look at the screen. What they yeah, want you, you to. You look over to the side mm. and you see Macasau. You look the other side, it's Paul McGinty. You're like, ah, oh, shit. I'm yeah, in real life. Right, you but know? like in this, you can literally take a step forward and suddenly it's like closer in your face. It's yeah. just what? Or duck down and look up at it and the angle changes. Like there's a true sense of 3D. I didn't... Paul, when it was raining in the Batman game, did the rain feel like it was right there or, or not really? Um, I don't remember it raining. Oh, yeah. When you were outside doing the crime investigation uh, of uh, so Nightwing's neck snapping. How how to use my, my equipment because I'm a dummy right. and I clearly could never be Batman. What we learned tonight is Ian's horrible in a crisis <laughs> and I could never be Batman. Uh, so... Um, Getting to the grievance, uh, I'll make it short because we're already kind of over. Um, so I was thinking about, um, recently I was at the mall and, um, and I'm walking through, and this was maybe about a week ago. Uh, today's date is October 22nd, so let's say this is October 15th and I'm walking through and um, all the Christmas decorations are up, all the Christmas trees, uh, mid-October. I didn't see any Halloween decorations. I didn't see anything that made me think this is the middle of October. They tried to make you feel like it's a winter wonderland. They tried to immerse me the way VR can immerse me, but it wasn't working. I wasn't buying it. I want pumpkins. I want jack-o'-lanterns. I want scarecrows. I want colored corn. What's that shit called? Uh, candy corn Indian and Indian corn. corn. Well, those are the candies, but I mean the actual corn that's, you know, colored. Maize. Maize. I want hay rides and, and, and falling leaves. I don't want snow. I don't want twinkle lights. And that's just, it irritates me because I, I sound like such a curmudgeon, but it's 
earlier every Matt, year. I'm a big, big supporter of Christmas should not rear its ugly face until it's red nose the day after Thanksgiving. And white beard. You don't, I don't want to see one fucking piece of fucking Christmas until Thanksgiving is over right. and done with. Now, I ha- have, in my most recent years, come to the conclusion that Thanksgiving is my favorite of all holidays. Halloween is probably Slowly being forgotten. Thanks what? Christmas Eve, that's what they call it. Pre-Christmas. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, and, and but I've come to the acceptance that Christmas has completely consumed it. It's just, like, absorbed it. It's it's, it's now just a, an Christmas extension. Is the horrors holiday. Christmas is like, I will eat an entire pizza and then go to McDonald's and get ice cream because my hunger is just insatiable. <laughs> Christmas what a Galactus. What a familiar analogy. Christmas Galactus, yes. <laughs> Christmas hungers. Right. So, um... What's I was. The, what holidays are in January? Who gives a fuck? I'm surprised. Christmas, uh, Martin Luther King Day. I'm so, well. I'm surprised. That's. I, I'm, that, that, I think. I think. Within the next five years, you'll see retailers starting to gear up for Christmas in January. Just saying. Uh, well, it, I expect Christmas to just like keep eating, and like New Year's just becomes like Christmas years, or, or and Martin Luther King Jr. Day becomes Martin Luther Christmas Day. The Fourth of July, we're like, oh, we'll put out our tree on the Fourth, fourth of, of July. Christmas. Um, but anyway, it's it's the fact that it has now started to infringe on my beloved Halloween. It already took my dear, dear Thanksgiving. R.I.P. Thanksgiving. Yeah. So. Uh, so anyway, it's it's just so irritating. I can't I can't handle it. I so. fucking hate the October thirty first, November first memes. I fucking hate. I don't know what that means. Hate that bullshit. What, is, what do you mean? It's you know like someone will have a picture of themselves in their Halloween costume for October thirty first, and then November first they're in like a Christmas outfit. Fuck them. Or they'll have they'll show like pumpkins. And then Christmas trees. Motherfucker, there's a whole holiday in the middle of there. Thanksgiving. A, that's a whole two months. Thanksgiving, never forget. Show me a cornucopia. Show me a fucking turkey. A pilgrim. I know they were murderers. Just show me I wish they would. I wish or their they shoes. Would, I wish they would turn around and murder Santa Claus. <laughs> drown him in gravy. <laughs> in gravy. <laughs> that's what we need. We need... In this country, we have a lot of problems. We need a revolution. We need to rise up. This country's back. So, Thanksgiving. This country's so gluttonous. Why are we not on board for Thanksgiving? I mean, Thanksgiving is where you just fucking gorge yourself on food. Shitty food, but gorge yourself on food. Gorge yourself on food. What do you do all day? You watch football? America? I mean, what American do, football. What is more American than Thanksgiving? Yet we just we we just ignore it. We need to wall off these holidays. Keep my holidays where they're supposed to be. Anyway, that's the grievance this week. I think your grievance spilled over to the rest of us. Great grievance. Thank you. We got to. We also got to let loose on some grievances. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Cassell. We'll see you next time. <laughs>